Hello and welcome to the weekly message podcast from Crozet United Methodist Church in Crozet, Virginia. We invite you to join us in person any Sunday for our contemporary service at 9.30 a.m. or for a more traditional service at 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org for further information. We hope you enjoy this week's message from Crozet UMC. So I say this morning, good morning and happy Father's Day on a day when we actually will be honoring men uh, as we did honor women in general on uh, Mother's Day. Uh, because men are accused of, say, of being, shall we say, casual with directions, I have an announcement for all men in the congregation this morning. As you leave, please be sure and pick up a gift from the church, a compass. This might help the situation. These are, it says, God's direction is always best. And on the back it says, he will guide. So now, from this moment forward, when you have your compass, if things aren't going quite in the direction that you're supposed to, you'll know that God is the guide. That's the answer to the question. So we want to talk about the Belize trip this morning. You can imagine that if Pastor Sarah was challenged to convey the intensity of our Belize mission trip, my trying together, tied together, trying together, nurturing, educational support, loving students that we hadn't met before, and Father's Day honoring fathers is rather a daunting task. But let's see what we can do. To catch you up, Karen and I and Pastor Sarah had the honor of going on actually continuing a mission trip that had started two years ago. Youth from this church were on a reading in an orphanage mission trip in Belize. And there they heard about a student named Dominga, a very capable student whose education, as is the Belize tradition, would otherwise have been stopped at age 12 or through the 8th grade. Because in Belize, you have to be able to pay for travel, tuition, books, and a school uniform. She wasn't going to be able to do that, so her education would have stopped and she would have returned to the general population for working, as is the custom there. But the students, our youth, were so moved that then and there they pledged they were going to support Dominga in her education. And they did. They came home, they raised money, they were, as a matter of fact, they were so successful that they had money to support another student named Manuel. So you're going to hear about Dominga and Manuel this morning. Now, I have to warn you, this will not be the expected or the desired 10 or 20 second response to your question, how was the trip? So you might ask, how, what credentials does John have in order to gain a 20 minute time slot on a Sunday morning? And the simple answer is that I went representing you at this most momentous time for Dominga and Manuel. But in my own defense, I have to say I am the grandson of a Methodist minister. Here's his Bible to prove that. <laughs> I am also the nephew of a professor who taught at the Boston School of Theology. So deep were his comments about, uh, as a New Testament scholar, that people had to write books to explain the books that he wrote. Um, and you can imagine then, as in my younger years, when we talked with him, you would walk away with a very bewildered look and going, right. So he was quite something. In my routine life, my father was a lifelong choir member in the bass section, and my mother endured being a choir widow all those years, and I have to admit she struggled mightily when they added the children's time to the order of Methodist worship. 
She used to say that she didn't like kids very much, but luckily she tolerated the four of us that she raised. But anyhow, back to Belize. This trip was an example of God asking us to obediently step out to follow his way. This map, which I'm sorry is so small, shows uh, that we arrived, and if I had a pointer I could show you, but out here, uh, the green dot on that uh, right margin there is where Belize City is. And I'm going to mention Belize City. I'm going to mention the blue dot, which is Belmapan. Belmapan is the second capital that Belize created, the first capital on the coast. Great idea, terrible in hurricane weather. After it got destroyed a couple of times, they moved the capital to Belmapan, which is the blue dot. In that Belmapan area is Jaguar Creek, which I'm going to mention. Down the road a little bit is a place called St. Herman's Cave. And out on the western margin toward that red dot, which is harder to see, is San Ignacio, which is where the Shunatunich ruins uh, of the Mayans are that we had a chance to visit. So the planning for this trip started in last December. Uh, the actual trip itself started on a Thursday morning at 3.30 when Karen and I got up to go pick up Pastor Sarah to get to the airport to make uh, the first of three flights over nine hours travel time to Belize City. This was no vacation. This was an opportunity to see the tools that they use in Belize to educate students and an opportunity to have rather intense and very meaningful conversations with the students that we had adopted. Our itinerary started the day that, or the moment that we landed in Belize. The first thing that we got to do was go and visit um, uh, Edward P. York High School. This is the biggest high school in Belize and is, was the, the primary school in which Pathlight started their um, educational program. We, the students, the graduates of Edward P. York High School were very glad to take us around and uh, as we toured their campus to show us not only the routine academic spaces they were, which, about which they were so enthusiastic, but they had great pride showing us their science lab, their nutrition lab, and their computer lab. After we had been toured the high school, we went to Pathlight's uh, main office in Belize City. And that welcoming gesture is not theatrical. I guarantee you the people of Belize, and particularly those that we met at Pathlight, are tremendously engaging people. They are really invested in, in the work that they are doing. So on our day of arrival, we were um, seeing people at the office. And there, through, the wor through word and song, students in the program and graduates uh, informed us about the benefits to them from the support that they had received. It is very evident from the beginning that God is first. And you will see that in a moment again. But God comes first. Faith development is as important as is the academic um, progress. And the hope that is instilled in these students because of the benefit they have from support that, like that that we provided them is absolutely magnificent. So we, the next slide is Pathlight's vision. Pathlight International was actually started in 2006 when four friends got together and discerned that the educational process in Belize could be easily improved. And it's very important because Belize is a country of only 365,000 people. We have cities larger than that. And because of that small size of the city, the big agencies that ordinarily provide aid do not bother with Belize. Belize does not merit their attention. So there's, equal, there, there's more importance to, to programs like Pathlight helping these individuals. It's unfortunate because in Belize, only 50% of the students get to proceed to high school. It's unfortunate because 
23% of the population over age 15 can't read or write. And this is no formula for success to overcome the reality that 40% of the people in Belize live in poverty. We can be encouraged, though, our students, Dominga and Manuel, and the other students we met, have a plan for changing that. So the process is this. Students are tested as to their capability for high school. Those that test high and that meet a means threshold are then invited to apply to Pathlight. But the need is enormous. For instance, this last year, there were 200 applications when there easily could have been 2,000. They were able to interview 100 of the students, and there was only room for 33. 33 out of 100, out of many, many, many more. You can see Pathlight, no, let's go back, Jim. Uh, Pathlight's vision is this, hope. Hope for every child through the power of a vibrant faith and a dynamic learning environment. This is doubled again by when we go to the mission statement, which is this, to inspire hope by partnering with schools, churches, and residents of undersourced and overlooked communities so that the young people become steadfast followers of Christ, receive a quality education, and pursue pathways that lead to a meaningful vocation. This is vital. These statements, these objectives are good for all of us because they're faith-based. It shows you that, indeed, the creation of faith is as important as is the academic success. The students come to know and acknowledge that they are involved in something very, very special. And as Karen told the youth, most of these graduates, this, they're the first graduates in their families, families of five and ten children. They hope to become models to their siblings so that they will be encouraged to go to school. The Pathlight program has three elements. The first is the sponsorship program in which we participated. The important fact about sponsorship, this is not like other sponsorship opportunities that you may have. Sponsorship for Pathlight involves not just full financial support, but every day or every, at least every week, these students also receive tutoring, mentoring, academic and personal counseling, and spiritual discipleship. And in addition to that total wraparound program, the students do community service. When we were riding on the van on Saturday visiting the students' homes before the graduation gala, two of the girls said, you know what, we recognized in our village, the village council was not doing their job of collecting the trash and picking up the litter. So rather than just fuss about it, these two students came up with a program where they galvanized their community to do this. And when they then got other students in other villages to do the same thing. And after we were leaving, they were, there was going to be a 16-mile event where these villages were going to kind of string together and create a program where the trash would be picked up when the local resources weren't going to do that. That's the quality of the students that we're talking about at Pathline. The other thing, so the next thing is, uh, oh, I'm sorry. So let me say this, too, that all the, the because the administrative and fundraising costs are supported for Pathlight by other donations. 100% of the donation that people make to education goes to education of those students. A very important quality. So we have the sponsorship program. The other element of the Pathlight process is teacher training. Volunteers in the early years of Pathlight realized that only 75% of the teachers that are in primary education have any formal training in teaching. Only 50% of the teachers in high school education had training. So teachers volunteered, that were in Pathlight, volunteered to set up workshops. 
And as you might imagine, the workshops got to be bigger and bigger and bigger. So now that program has evolved to a place where we have an annual meeting, they have year-round workshops, they can go and do on-site training, and they can do one-on-one -on -one training to improve the educational process. So we have sponsorship, we have teacher training, and to be completely thorough, we now have a com community partner program whereby the Pathlight process allows, is allowed to go out to other communities. It goes from Belize City out to places like Belmapam, which is where our students were from. So that day of arrival, after we saw Belize, we saw the school, we saw Pathlight, we went to a place called Jaguar Creek, which is near Belmapam. This is a Christ-centered camp retreat built by the Pathlight organization. It was fun to talk to some of the guys who actually were there doing the building. But this camp is in a rainforest in the Mayan Mountains. There you do not stay in an air-conditioned hotel room. You stay in a thatch-covered cabana, which allows you to enjoy the sights, the sounds, and the bugs of a rainforest. There was a common dining area, which was used for our, our group meetings, and then a large hall where the, gal the gala, um, celebration gala was going to take place. The, um, the night of the, our day of arrival, we finally began to meet the students. There we met Manuel for the first time. Dominga couldn't make it because she, she lives out so far away. But Manuel was there with other students, and it was a tremendous opportunity to enjoy the lively conversations that we had with them. You could see they were so proud of what they were doing. They were so thankful for the support being provided by people they didn't know. And their hope and their vision for the future was absolutely inspiring. At the end of a long day... Uh, we finally had a chance to bed down in our bed underneath some mosquito netting to stay away from some of the uh, insect hazards of um, Jaguar Creek. The next morning, we were proud that Pastor Sarah led devotions for our sponsorship group, and we were then off to some of the opportunities and activities that would help us bond more with our students. The first was going to St. Herman's Cave, which was where we did our cave tubing. That's not it. We'll get to that in a minute. The, um, it was at the cave tubing that we met Dominga. And it was nice. I have to say, you, you recall what Pastor Sarah said last week. It was nice that Karen and I were there, but Dominga clearly wanted to meet Pastor Sarah. And she did. She met her in a great embrace. And she wouldn't let her go. She held onto her hand. So eager was she to know this person that had been communicating back and forth and back and forth. And we, as we walked to, waded through, and tubed down the river, uh, it wasn't each in their own individual tube. We were banded together in pods of seven. So in our pod were Manuel and Dominga and Karen and I and Pastor Sarah and a couple of others. So we still had the chance to get to know the students, to talk to them in this more casual and recreational environment to learn more about them and to hear about what their goals and aspirations were. After we had lunch there, we got back in the van and took a, a small ferry across the river to get to the ruins uh, at the, the Shunatunich uh, site of, of Mayan's um, previous occupation. This is the, the group of the sponsors and the students on the steps at the, two, uh, at the temple. If we go to the next slide, Jim, that will show a, a more panoramic view. This is the common ground where we started our guided tour. Is that a microphone in here? Oh, sorry. I don't 
Sorry for the extra noise. Okay. How about there? Is that better? I'm sorry. So this is the base um, at the, the Mayan temple ruins where there were buildings and structures all around us that the guide was telling us about. But in the center of that picture, you can see the ancient temple. And if you've ever done a tour like this before, you know that when you're with enthusiastic young people and you have that kind of group mentality, as you approach the temple, you go scampering up the steps and you don't really pay attention to where the ultimate height might be. So the next slide shows from the top of the temple. Now, I don't know how high that is, but it's high enough that you can see to Guatemala from there. So, and it is on the western border of Belize, I understand, but it, it still was rather intimidating. And I can t guarantee you that as conversations with Dominga and uh, Manuel and the other students continued, uh, there were some prayers said, being that close to heaven, uh, that were successful because we were able to return safely to ground level. <clears throat> the, um, we then got home uh, that evening. The students had a chance to go home and get ready for the graduation gala the next day. And at, back at Jaguar Creek after dinner, we had what was called Pathlight Night, which is an opportunity for the staff of Pathlight to talk to us about the history and each to give their own story. And as I say, the, some of those people are incredibly invested and what's going on. They have given their life. Adrian was a wonderful man. He actually had grown up in Belize and had had a job. He was working in Iowa, and he went home on a Christmas vacation. And his plan was to bring the family from Belize back to Iowa to the States to begin life anew. And as it got closer to the time for him to leave, he decided he had a call. He couldn't do that. He said he, he, the, the plane tickets were already bought. They were supposed to be going to the airport. And he said, I can't do that. I, I have a call to stay here and help Belize, which is what he did. He got involved with Pathlight, and he, he is an example of the wonderful devotion that they have. It is very, very clear that they, these individuals have made a choice to be part of Pathlight. And anything that we can do to help Pathlight be bigger is going to be of tremendous value. The next day, Saturday, was an, that opportunity to go visit the homes. of. We went to six or seven different students' homes. We didn't get to see Manuel's and Dominguez because they lived too far away from Jaguar Creek. But those homes were tremendous demonstrations of pride and humility and hospitality and faith and hope. You can't understand how the families, those that we could understand, because there was both Mayan and Spanish being spoken, I must say Pastor Sarah did pretty well being able to communicate at a basic level with these, some of these folks. But there was very, very clear that these people had tremendous um, appreciation and gratitude for that which we had been able to provide them. Uh, it is very true that the, the students valued the people, and they valued family, which is a great bit of wisdom, because if you think about it, when we're gone and when Jesus comes back, are we going to have all our earthly possessions again? No. Who are you going to meet? You're going to see the people. So they know that lesson already, which is a tremendous lesson for all of us. The, um, the graduation gala was quite an event, and the next slide shows uh, this is Dominga. You can see Dominga. 
They are wearing the honor stole. Dominga is 18 years old. She's the valedictorian in her class at, at um, Beth, Bethlehem uh, Methodist High School. She was the class president. She plays on the soccer team. This is a supercharged individual. She is very determined. She has a very uh, deep spirit. She wants to get an associate degree in, uh, at Sacred Heart College in public sector management and business and then bring those skills back to Belize, perhaps after going to more graduate work in Taiwan. She is a tremendous individual and very, very motivated. She wants to be a tutor to Pathlight students, and she wants to be an example to her sibs about staying in school. Each of the students had a, a scripture that was sent, um, Pastor Sarah sent for, to be shown for Manuel and uh, uh, Dominga, Proverbs 2, verses 6 to 8. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice. Over and over again, the students gave testimony when they were given their diploma. They thanked their parents. They thanked Pathlight. They thanked the sponsors that were there. It was very telling, like Sarah said last week, that one of the students said it stopped when the because if the sponsors weren't there, they showed their picture on the screen, and he said, "Stop! Don't no, don't take that away yet. This is the first time I've ever seen them." Uh, Jim, we can go back to Dominga for a minute. So th this is a very determined individual that we need to continue to stay in touch with. And the next slide is Manuel. I should say Dominga was there with her sister and uh, the sister's husband. The sister had ranged, raised Dominga because her mom died when she was three. Her sister is six years older than she is and uh, ended up being her mother. So this is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Jim, I'm really mixing you up. This is Manuel. Um, that's Manuel's mother. Uh, Manuel's mother came with um, their pastor who was there. Manuel is 18 or 17. He's the first in his family to graduate um, from high school. He's a very friendly and easygoing honor student. He's in the Pathlight Choir. He's a, such a musician that he's actually part of a band in Belize. Uh, he's a youth leader in his church. And it's interesting, he's interested in biology, hopes to take his uh, associate degree in perhaps marine biology or become a teacher in, uh, of biology in the, the education system. He's unique in that he's one of only eight males out of the 33 that were in the graduating class. And this gender disparity is an issue for the Pathlight uh, organization, trying to get more of the men in the system. The issue is that when the, the men and boys finish school, they need to go back and work on the farm. And it's very important to try and get them to go on in advanced education. And finally, the last slide is the certificate, certificate of sponsorship. I can tell you, you were there with Dominga and Manuel. In the face of CUMC, it was very evident uh, all weekend or all week long while we were there. Uh, in discussing with Manuel and Dominga and the Pathlight staff, we, we agreed that the Bible should be foundational in the life of a Christian, as it is for the students in the Pathlight program. It complements the academic studies and the progress that they make. A Bible that is falling apart often belongs to someone who isn't. I love that phrase. That was not something my grandfather said, but uh, I think it is apropos to his Bible, which is indeed in pretty rough shape. The Pathlight students like Dominga and Manuel are living out 
what we talk about in Colossians 3 and in Proverbs 2. They have unique gifts. They, are, they demand of themselves that they give their best. They acknowledge the power and the blessing of God in their lives by keeping faith as important as their schoolwork. They seek relationships. They reflect genuine gratitude every day for the blessings of, that come to them from strangers. And they are very humble. They know that it's hard uh, to be thankful when you think you need more than you already have. They know that God takes care of his family. So the question now is, where do we go from here? There is so much to tell. It's hard to be able to condense all of the emotion in words. And just as it was hard for Manuel and Dominga to be able to restrain their heartfelt thanks and gratitude. You have to see this. You have to feel this. So I encourage you to consider being part of a mission trip when we go back again to Belize. Making a difference in someone's life is a significant measure of success. You should congratulate yourself. You have done that. You've changed not only Dominga and Manuel's life, as Karen suggested, but you've changed the lives of their families. And the Pathlight staff heartily believe that over time, as they begin to get students into the system of Belize, that the whole country will be able to change. They graduated 14 students in their first class back in 2007. Last year, the class was only 13. This year, they were proud there were 33 graduates, 21 from high school, including Dominga and Manuel, five from boys from technical school, three from the University of Belize, and actually four of the staff had gone through graduate education for the first time to be able to improve their skills. In the spirit of thankfulness, I say on behalf of Karen and Pastor Sarah, thank you for letting us go and represent you. Pastor Sarah talks about mission work being that which only is to do good for others. It's not the same as ministry, which is to basically transform lives. But I think that if you value motivation, focus, determination, goal orientation, empowerment by faith and opportunity, and creating hope, those get to be pretty close to transformative qualities. In another context, my grandmother, not the church grandmother, but the other grandmother, said that she sent me a card one time that said, those who bring sunshine to the lives of others cannot keep it from themselves. That's another way to look at this. You are doing exactly that. You are bringing sunshine to these lives that otherwise would have been quite ordinary. This trip reinforced that God's favoritism is non-existent. He loves all people, and it's a great lesson for us to have. So where do we go from here? The goal that we hope to propose, or that we are proposing, is that we continue to support Manuel and Dominga. At $2,400 a year for each student for two years, we'll be looking to raise $9,600 to get the two of them through associate degree over two years. But further than that, and perhaps even more important than the money, and consistent with the Pathlight philosophy, is the need to establish relationships. We need to write them. We need to Facebook them. We need to contact them and let them know that we are indeed behind them. We need to pray for Pathlight as an organization. We need to bring Dominga to the United States next year. She's the traveler. Manuel was not quite so interested. But Dominga would love to come, and you would love to meet Dominga. 
we need to send a mission team in two years when they graduate to go to be there for their next graduation gala. And we should consider taking on other students in addition to Manuel and Dominga to keep the system going. So Colossians 3 teaches us much. Put on compassion, kindness, meekness, and patience. Above all, put on love. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Be thankful. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. May it be so. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you found the message meaningful, and we invite you to join us in person as we gather for worship at Crozet United Methodist Church every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org to learn about ways you can connect with God and your neighbors through the ministries of Crozet UMC. Have a great week.